0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of The Puka Show. We're naming this episode South America out. Obviously, if anyone watched the World Cup today, both South American teams that were left have been eliminated. And my name is David Puka, obviously. I have a guest today with me. He's been on the show before. His name is Eric. Everyone also knows him as Coco Boy. Eric, any words uh, for the introduction, bro? Yeah,
1: hello. Uh, I'm just happy to be back.
0: Yeah, and I thank him. Honestly, a lot of people obviously have work and a lot of time consumption in their schedule. So I'm glad the people that can definitely make it. Shout out to those people and shout out to the future people that are going to help me out. Like I know Franklin Elliott still owe me an episode and I can't wait to do one with them. But let's continue. All right. So we got some uh, news updates for you that unrelated to soccer and we're going to start with the basketball one because we usually always have basketball in it because I'm personally a basketball fan. Eric's actually a basketball guy. Of course. LeBron fan, so he's uh, a little excited about this one. I'll let him pick it off about this. So he can start off with LeBron went to... The
1: Lakers.
0: Yes. Showtime. Now, it's obviously a big debate to talk about. A lot of people uh, are comparing it now to will he do better than Kobe? Will he win them a, a ring? Will he win a ring over there? And, obviously, I think he definitely has a chance to. I don't know if you agree with me, Eric. You probably do because you're a LeBron fan. Uh, if LeBron's on your
1: team, there's always a
0: chance. But
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm going to stick with Magic's two-year plan right now. Right now, they, they don't have any shot of winning a title. But, you know, next season, there's going to be a lot of free agents out there. That I expect them to sign at least two more stars.
0: Absolutely. So a big topic about it is um, LeBron and Lonzo. Will they mesh well? There's a lot of talk about that now that they also signed Rondo. What what is the deal with Rondo? Is he there to take that spot? Is he there to, uh, if they do get to the playoffs, be playoff Rondo and make Lonzo the backup? We don't know exactly what's going to happen. It all goes down to the coaching, I guess, right?
1: I mean, that's really the big question right now. What is Magic's plan? Is this to toughen him up to see... You know what he's really made of or is he really looking to just move past Lonzo you know there's also yeah. there's also uh, a story out there that they're looking to pick up Damian Lillard as well and you know if you have three point guards uh, there's no yeah. need for Lonzo anymore
0: exactly yeah and actually you know it's funny I, I, I've been hearing that Lillard is a possibility to trade him to the Knicks I doubt it's gonna happen I don't I don't have faith in my Knicks right now but they are building process and hopefully next year they can shock the world by getting jimmy beltman kyrie whatever so i'll mention something else in the nba that's happened uh demarcus to the warriors a lot of people did not see this coming especially not me it might be a reason why i stopped watching basketball a little less because it looks like the warriors are just getting stacked and stacked and he signed the contract for like 5.18 5.3 million yeah just he's a one-year a, contract. Yeah, one year, exactly. But you obviously, what is he throwing out there to the world? That he wants his ring and he's willing to join the Golden State Warriors. Even after they have a video of him giving the finger to the Warriors uh, in this previous time <laughs> with the Kings, I believe, <laughs> right? But Golden State. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, when it comes to winning a ring or a championship, you want to do what you want to do to you know achieve it. And if you feel like, especially with the Golden Era that the Golden State are going through... You know, if you can't beat him, join him. And I mean, as a player, I guess you get tired of putting yourself in a position where you you think you have a chance and then look at him. He got injured with the Pelicans and he just doesn't want to do that run again. He doesn't want to take that chance. So
1: this is his first chance where he actually has a shot at winning a title. I mean, more. They really don't need him. Yeah. Uh, Him coming off that Achilles injury. I mean, of course, 5.3 seems logical. You're not going to give them a huge amount, especially with the cap of the Warriors right now. Exactly. I mean, the Lakers, apparently, the Lakers did have a chance to sign them, and then they opted out because they're they're in a win right now mentality.
0: Exactly. So you take your best chances, and I guess the Lakers were like, you know, we got LeBron, and we're going to be patient about this, and we're going to see where we go from it. So obviously, a, a good sign there. And we'll move on. Uh, another update on the news that's happened. Uh, Eric actually informed me of this today. Lady climbs the Statue of Liberty in protest of the family separation. Now, that's a bit crazy. But so at the same time, the yeah, it's crazy. But at the same time, I think it's not too much of an irrational protest. But at the same time, I can see why enforcement got involved. Obviously, you're not supposed to be doing that. And the fact that it's just a danger to her safety, so they have to get involved. And if they didn't get involved, I'm sure the the news would definitely go on top of that. Law enforcement ignores lady climbing the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> so it's not a. So I'm glad they got her off it. Um, obviously, her intentions were were good, but not the smartest way of protesting. I mean, it got the media attention, but yes, maybe maybe that's all she wanted. And if that's all she wanted, then good for her. Uh, she didn't get very far. She only got to the ropes at the bottom. So, still though, I'm afraid of heights. I'd probably be scared shitless if I was trying to climb that thing. Uh, what's another thing that? Also, uh, dozens dead or missing as storm sinks Thailand tourist boat off Phuket. So ironic. I was actually in Phuket um, this January with my friends, and the sto- this this uh, story was actually given to me by my friend Franklin through Instagram. So shout out to Lies Leva Jimenez. But um, yeah, so a little bit scary hearing this, only because like I was there in January, and those boats—I don't know what kind of tourist boat they were on—but the boats that we went to go to the islands were really small. Really? Yeah. So I was scared shitless, especially because I can't swim. So I'd be terrified if this was me. But they said they found some, and uh, hopefully they can find everybody, even if you know they're dead. No family wants to live without knowing what happened to the corpse. So hopefully the safety could be, you know, hopefully they are all safe. If not, you know, I'm I'm like super sorry. Like it just sadly, you know, we can't control the weather storms happen and people should be definitely more cautious and not take that for, you know, granted that mother nature is like cruel like that sometimes, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can okay. only control the controllables, exactly. exactly. I
1: mean, apparently, called me for a while. Apparently, the story is a bunch of kids, ranging between like 8 and 12, something like that. They want an excursion. Uh, they went to the caves, and then just, just, I believe it was either a monsoon or the tide just rose, and it's got them stuck. I think so. I, th- I think you're right. They're not I'm... able to get out. And apparently somebody tried to go in there. I don't know if it was a Marine or the Coast Guard, but one guy actually ended up dying.
0: Damn. You see, like, yeah, it's crazy hearing stuff like this. A lot of, you know, every day you will hear something not so great happening in the world, and, you know, it's, sadly it's a normal thing nowadays, but... If it's preventable you know definitely try to prevent it you know if you don't have to go out in the water knowing there's a storm or anything coming you know control the controllables try to do that but like i said rest in peace everyone that did die in that accident you know the only thing we I can say Just one guy
1: i don't know i don't know how they're gonna get the kids on i don't know how long they've been in there they're probably true.
0: starving true yeah but let's get to the sweet and juicy part of this podcast obviously today was hell of a game Mm -hmm. we had france versus uruguay which was a really good game uruguay not going into it really well because of their star cabani last game being hurt and was not able to play against france which is definitely a huge role of why they lost today they ended up losing 2-0 and you know suarez is a star and everything in barcelona a great um, goal scorer and everything but he definitely needs his partner in crime Cavani usually always clear space, or Suarez can pull defenders and do what he did last game when they versed, uh, who was it that they versed, they they versed a pretty good team, uh, Portugal, and he ended up scoring that header, Cavani ended up scoring that header after that Suarez assist, so obviously, you know, you need your partner in crime when, you, when you're doing stuff like that, and uh, sa- sadly today, Suarez didn't have it, but... Um, France scored a really good goal with Varane getting a header, just tapping it with his head to get it over the uh, defender and into the net, which is really good because Varane's had a good season with Madrid, and anyone that's a Madrid fan, you can be safe. that I don't think Varane's going anywhere, so that's some good news for you guys. But Varane definitely having a good game defensively and attackingly. Um, Another thing also, which a lot of people are blaming the goalie uh, with that, weird kind of attempt to save the ball after Griezmann shooting it from like 30 yards out listen I wouldn't blame the goalie too much uh that shot looked a little bit weird and I showed Eric today and it, it curved kind of, a little bit exactly and when you're positioned wrong in the goal you could see Musleta that's the goalkeeper's name for Uruguay he looked confused when he saw the ball coming at him and then like by the time he tried to adjust his body it was just too late and he he ended up getting the ball with his hands but it just The way it was spinning, it spun off his glove, went right behind him, and went to the net. So, you know, I mean, he tried. Uh, You can't blame him for doing that. It's it's not, I don't think it's a goalkeeper mistake. I just think it was the way that shot was, you know. You don't get to have a shot like that in goal. But Eric also mentioned that the defenders weren't even on top of the player. They they just let him, that wide open space. Yes. So we play a lot of soccer. And actually, one thing that Eric really loves to do, he's not much of a soccer player. But he always, always mentions that he never likes to give space. And this is exactly why we see it here. You give space to a shooter, they're going to shoot. Even if it's a bad shot, you don't want what happened today. You don't want those shots. If you can eliminate those shots percentages, then do it. Like As a defender, Caceres, Caceres, I think was uh, defending him. He gave him the he gave him so much space, and honestly, Griezmann took advantage of that. Took his shot. He didn't think it was going to go in either, I think. And but I
1: mean, he just probably figured he had so much space, just go for it. Exactly. Open so space equals exactly opportunity. Opportunity equals goals.
0: Exactly. So uh, definitely more hustle Uruguay needed in that defense, and sadly that goal went in, leaving them 2-0. You obviously saw the Uruguayan players were very hurt at the end. Some cried, obviously. Any, any player, I think, should cry going this far into the tournament. But much respect. I mean, they beat Portugal. They eliminated Ronaldo. They should be proud as a nation. Uh, there's always uh, one more World Cup. I don't know if we'll see Suarez in it, but it doesn't look like we won't. I haven't heard of any Uruguayan strikers impressing that much like the way Suarez and Cavani still oh, been carrying the, the team. Is he up there? Suarez is 30, 31. Oh, wow. So, I mean they still got one more World Cup. Like I said, 30 is usually what we call old, but mm. lately with Slaton still playing at 37, 38, Ronaldo looking like he's not declining in form, adapting to what he needs to do. You know, it looks like these players can definitely play a couple more years at a top level and I, I can I can definitely see with teams like that don't have those star players yet ready to perform, you know, I, I can see them playing the next World Cup. Just like Messi, everyone. I think Messi still has uh, another World Cup in him. If not two, it'd be crazy to see him in two World Cups, but I definitely believe he has one more. Same thing with Ronaldo. It's
1: probably their last run.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the LeBron thing, man. This is his last run for the Lakers. He's going at it, I heard. This is like where he either wins it or he doesn't, but he doesn't care because in the end, he's... He's filmed, he's, he's formed his legacy. Same I thing with her. He he Yeah, he, he would, does he care, but I, I still say that he's formed for his legacy. Time. He has nothing to prove to me, to the league, that he's not a champion.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean? So, we, we'll say that. And obviously, um, like I said, uh, shout out to Uruguay. Congratulations to France. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. France have woken up. In the beginning of the tournament, they looked really sluggish. But lately, they've picking they've picked it up, and they look like they're going to go to the finals. And I'd like to see them go to the finals. But this next game is going to be really interesting. And you're going to have a France versus Belgium, which we're going to talk about next. Obviously, we all know the winners of that one. Brazil versus Belgium was a really intense game to me, if you ask. Um, it ended up being a 2-1 score. A um, little bit weird, though, because I really thought that if Brazil brought that second- half mentality through the whole 90 minutes that they definitely would have been the winners but that's just me saying it. that's just me saying it obviously maybe Belgium would have brought a different mentality and we would have seen a different uh, team there too but uh we'll talk about the goals first so we saw basically a header from company that got deflected off Fernandinho's shoulder which ended up being an own goal sad to see but it's happened a lot in the tournament sadly you just there's nothing to do in that point as a goalkeeper. It's not something you practice, I think. You don't practice for your own players to give you a shot in your goal and just expect to save it out of nowhere. So, uh, a little shock to Allison, which is the goalkeeper. I still say, in my opinion, though, if I was the coach, uh, maybe he sees something different. He sees something different in, in practice, but I liked Ederson's performance as a Brazilian goalkeeper. I really think they should have picked him as number one. I don't think he would have stopped that shot either, but I'm just saying. I feel like Ederson definitely was a better goalkeeper in my eyes, but that's just me. So it was a choice between Ederson, actually plays for Manchester City. Okay. Allison plays for Roma, and they picked uh, they picked the uh, Allison. But in my opinion, I feel like Ederson just had a better you know uh, season overall. But they still picked Allison over him. Maybe it could be different reasons why they picked him. Maybe in practice they saw him block better shots, or they just you know he's been on the waiting list a little bit longer than ederson has so
1: maybe they just had a feeling with them
0: exactly so you know it's a choice in the coaches perspective and you gotta respect that i mean they, they went this far with allison so obviously he's not a bad goalkeeper i'm just saying that it felt like ederson definitely a better choice in my opinion but uh speaking about goalkeepers courtois for belgium played an amazing game amazing game uh he definitely saved belgium plenty of times today and he's been uh another goalie that they've been talking about not having a great performance for Belgium obviously with them almost being eliminated 2-0 in Japan in the first half and then having to do that comeback, that miracle comeback that everyone's talking about yeah, good game, great game
1: probably top two games right now that game ended
0: up going 3-2, shout out to Japan, honestly, much respect I heard that they ended up leaving uh, their locker room completely clean And having a thank you to Russia for hosting them into the World Cup. So shout out to them. They honestly won a lot of people's hearts this tournament. Uh, I liked seeing them play. Especially they have some good players there. And some players that you guys might know about. Uh, Definitely a team up and coming. And watch watch out for them, honestly.
1: Japan is always a good class act.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... Oh, I'm sorry. And I, I didn't mention the second goal from Belgium. It was De Bruyne scoring a, a goal from Lukaku setting it up. They allowed Lukaku to dribble. And, like I said, like you said, this this comes to a key point. Space. That he had the space. He was able to dribble. He ended up falling, but getting the pass right through because they ended up fouling him. But De Bruyne, you know, took his time. He saw that Allison was a little bit closer to one side, took his shot, made it in. But it comes to, like, you know, how bad does the defender want it? Like, you know, that mentality that you got to take them down. If, if it's needed, it's needed. And Brazil obviously saw that in the second half. They woke up. Their defense stepped up. Shout out to Miranda. Miranda played a phenomenal second half. He shut down Lukaku. He made Lukaku look small. And Lukaku is not a small dude. So, yeah. So, it was a really impressive performance in the second half. But I didn't, like, if we could have seen that 90 minutes, that would have been a different game. Oh, absolutely. So... It, I mean it also
1: towards the end of the game I saw Neymar more being like a, playing the role of the facilitator more than a scorer that we've yes, A seen a leader Coutinho would you... he missed a lot of opportunities
0: yes Coutinho uh, definitely you know he assisted the goal that got them that one goal back but a lot of people don't realize that Coutinho missed a lot of shots. He messed up a lot of passes. Now, I'm not saying he's there to blame. It's just that, sadly, the game that he finally decide, decides to slack off is the game that, you know, is very important. And Coutinho, obviously, not the greatest game for him. And sadly, due to that, Brazil are eliminated. But, I mean, like I said, if they would have dominated in the, uh, that with that second half mentality throughout the whole game, I could have seen them advance easily. But basically it was a great game in that part. Um the coach made some good substitutions and one of the substitutions was Paulinho for I believe his name is oh my god why is it slipping away from me. Um oh my god I know his name I completely forgot his name, but he ended up coming in. Coutinho ended up setting him up really good. And because of that, he ended up scoring a really good goal, a header, getting the ball back. And everyone felt like that was the pickup for Brazil again. They're like, oh my God, we did it. It's it like the reboot. Okay. Exactly. So they were just like, oh, okay, this is perfect. Let's get back to it. We definitely have a chance. And by the way, his name is Renato Agosto. Really good performance. He, had, he also had a second chance to score. And he missed by like an an inch off the post. So really sucks when you you get subbed in. Well, no, it doesn't suck. He should be amped in. He should should be amped as hell because he got subbed in. And he, he was able to do a lot of damage to Belgium. So, I mean, now with those two teams being eliminated, that's why the title is South America out. We no longer have no South American teams. We haven't had a South American team win the World Cup since 2002 when Brazil actually won it with the phenomenal gods we know as. Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Ribaldo, Cafu, Dida, Kaká, I believe is on the team, Adriano. So we haven't gotten to see Brazil win in a long time. And Now, I really thought they were going to take it. They were my favorites in this tournament, and it's sad to see that they're out. It's just even sadder as a South American, just to see, you know, no more South American teams are going to be able to win this. But, you know, congratulations to Europe. They're going to be taking it again.
1: A European team once again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Not going to be a Germany team, but it'll be a European team. And now that we have these last teams remaining, I'd like to ask Eric. We have, obviously, you know, France, Belgium, Croatia, Russia, England, Sweden. Who do you think out of those teams, honestly, are going to win it?
1: I think it's France. France.
0: It's, France. it's, it's a good choice.
1: Playing aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just keep, everybody plays their role. and Mbappe stops... Whatever that was
0: in that last match, that oh, did, that did we mention flop, that? Which we'll get
1: we'll, we'll get into it later. Yeah, right?
0: we didn't mention the big flop, the big big flop that almost got Uruguay to fight the kid. It was oh, it was a crazy like, situation. Yeah. Yes, I'm so but... yeah, no, it it was crazy to see. Uh, so we'll talk about that now. Actually, just because that's interesting and we ended up skipping that, but um. Mbappe, there was a there was a little scene over there where he's just passing the Uruguay guy and mm-hmm. the Uruguay guy, I guess, I guess with his hand. Oh, well, they I mean, he tapped his hand. Yeah, like taps him. And just and drops to the floor. Exactly. So that that is something not good. I hope he's not learning that from Neymar. Neymar, definitely the big flop of this tournament, which a lot of people have been making so much memes about. Everyone's so been seeing them. So They're really a funny a KFC though.
1: commercial about
0: it. Yep, they even have a KFC commercial about <laughs> it. It's pretty funny. If you check out my page, I have all that. I have the memes there it's it's really messed up the savages as hell but it's it's funny and I hope it opens Neymar's eyes to stop doing that like it's not needed and um you know uh there were some uh calls that weren't made for Brazil and a lot of people have the feeling that it's due to Neymar falling so much that the ref can't believe it anymore like the ref won't give justice to Neymar even if it's due because he's just known for flopping so much so it's not a good image to have when you, you flop a lot because then when it actually... It's like the little boy who cried wolf. Exactly. You know, you do it once, you do it twice. They're not going to believe you anymore. And then exactly. at the end of the day, it's going to hurt your nation. And which it did because there were certain calls that should have been made, I believe, in his part. But the ref was just not buying it this I'm time. Your, you
1: know, as well as your country, just has your reputation as a footballer.
0: Exactly. Like, those memes are going to live for a while. Yeah. Until It'll the next World forever. Cup, until he redeems himself, if he can. And... Um, so, yeah, but the Mbappe thing, definitely a big issue. Um, if he's, le- I hope he's not learning that from Neymar. He's definitely not. It's just a young mentality thing. A lot of flops lately. It's, it's been a thing in the whole tournament. Definitely people have to stop doing that. And it's kind of a good thing that we have the VAR. Even though people complain about the, v- the VAR thing, um, it's a good thing to have because when you do have a flop and you're not 100% sure about it, you can go back to it and check. And that's a good thing to have, I feel like. Only because it doesn't have that Mexico occurrence with the Netherlands that happened last World Cup. Where Robin obviously flopped and got the penalty and you know eliminated Mexico. A lot of Mexican fans definitely not happy about that. And should be happy about the VAR system coming out. So it's definitely controversial at first. Especially new technology in this tournament. Just the first time they tried it out. But I feel like within time, it'll be better. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can perfect they all that. Gotta get the
1: tweaks out. It's brand new. They gotta figure out what works exactly.
0: Is, what when you get anything new, I feel stay. like that's what you it's have to do. Go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um okay. So we mentioned those two games. The upcoming matches. We talked about Croatia versus Russia. Who do you see winning that one? Honestly, Russia. have been playing as hosts. They've been playing wonderful. Croatia has too. So it's Russia a- is probably the biggest surprise right
1: now. Yeah, and, absolutely. And Sweden as well. Really didn't see them making it.
0: This you know, it's funny. A lot of people didn't see Croatia, Russia, or Sweden making, or England making it. So these are this this bracket right here that we have. I'm surprised is, England got out of group stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, shout out to Harry
0: Kane for scoring. He's still, I'm pretty sure he's still the top leading scorer with six goals. So if he can keep it up and he can score a goal here, he'll have seven goals in the tournament. That'll be so impressive, dude. is 25 years old, so he has another World Cup, another two. So hopefully he can, uh, he can, he might be the one to break the record of close, So what's the record? I think it's uh, right now it's at 12 or 14. I have to check again. I haven't, I haven't seen the record. yet. But Ronaldo and closer are up there. They they're tied, I believe. Fat Ronaldo. 12. Really? Fat Ronaldo. No, no offense. Ronaldo. Fat Ronaldo. Brazilian Ronaldo. <laughs> He's fat now. That's how I defer them now. Sadly, the great legend deserves much more respect than that. But I'm sorry. That's how I usually remember. Like introduce you to people that don't know about the real legendary Ronaldo. Um. But yeah, I I honestly I see Croatia winning it. But then again, it's because I see the stardom in Croatia. You have Modric, Rakitic, Perisic, uh, Mandzukic. You have such stars in Croatia. Uh, definitely, people that are underrated. A lot of people don't give them credit, but they have had great careers. And a lot of them play for Bar- one place for Barcelona. The other one plays for Real Madrid. The other one plays for Inter Milan. Uh, the other one plays for Juventus. So teams that are big clubs, and I just feel like they're always underrated just because uh, they're overshadowed by certain stars. That we talk about like Rakitic is shadowed by Messi, Modric shadowed by Ronaldo, uh Mandzukic was shadowed, is shadowed by either Diabala Rising Star or Buffon's Legendary in, in Juve. So they don't get the credit that they deserve. But then you have Russia that have surprised everybody. Especially um what's his name? Golovan. Um, having a great performance in the World Cup. No one saw this coming from him, but now he's rumored to go to a lot of teams, which we're going to actually talk about before this podcast ends, that he's rumored to actually go to Chelsea, and we'll have more information on that in a little bit. Uh, England versus Sweden. It's going to be a hard one, but I, fit. I definitely see England winning this one.
1: I do as well. Yeah,
0: England are definitely my favorites here, and if England can beat Sweden, I really think it's coming home. Everyone's been saying it there's been memes there's been videos and england really believe this is their time to shine and it's funny too because if you look at if you're a big twitter guy and i'm not but i've been seeing it on twitter on instagram sloton has shouted out to david beckham saying it kind of doing a little bet like if sweden beats england Um, David Beckham has to take him out to dinner and buy him whatever he wants and the opposite and David Beckham I believe wants if England beats Sweden he has to go to Wembley Stadium and with an England shirt so kind of clowning on him like they did with, I believe, D-Wade when he had to wear, D-Wade like, and LeBron, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. When,
1: uh, I believe it was the Chicago Bulls and the Cleveland Indians. The yes, Bulls, yes, so. yeah, yeah. So
0: something like that. So it's nice to see celebrities get involved. The Chicago Cubs, I said Bulls. Yeah, Chicago yeah, yeah. Cubs. So it, it, it's interesting to see, like, when uh, celebrities get involved. It's funny. I, I like it. It's, you're bringing out uh, two legendary soccer players. Obviously, one retired, one still playing for Los Angeles Football City, or whatever it's called, Football Club. Zlatan um, definitely could have gone to this tournament, but it looks like Sweden didn't need him. And for England, uh, Rooney could have been called up, but it looks like England didn't need him. So they're doing fine without them. Honestly, whoever wins, I'm fine with. But in the end of the day, I'm, my favorites are England. I love to see Harry Kane go farther in this tournament. And just because a lot of England critics have criticized English, this English team of being one of the worst teams on paper. And look how far they've gotten. But like, for, like I've said in the beginning, I've said it in all my social media pages, I've said it on my Instagram, my Facebook, the website I have. This tournament is just up for grabs. Like, it's literally anyone. It's anybody's game right now. Anyone can take this, and it's it's gonna be a really interesting game between these four teams. And I hope whoever goes will either get an England, Croatia, or an England, Russia, or a, uh, you know, a Russia, Sweden. You know, whatever the. The outcome is it'll be a good game and then whoever can whoever's hungriest will be at the finals and We're obviously more. exactly i'd love to see an england france that would be so insane i'd, I'd love to see that and, or an england belgium like it'd be funny to repeat that group state that group uh they, er, they burst earlier but they put their subs in and i'd like to see what that really looks like with all their starting 11 players play so definitely excited to see that and just a little bit of updates before we end today. Um, big topic that's going around that Eric kept talking to me about today because he's seeing it everywhere. I'm sure everyone's seeing it everywhere. Ronaldo to Juventus. Definitely a big, big like, uh, topic to talk about. Even if you're not a soccer fan, I'm sure you're seeing this everywhere because everyone knows who CR7 is. And for him to finally say goodbye to Real Madrid is something that not many Madrid fans are okay with some are okay with um even if you're not a madrid fan you're a cristiano fan and you just don't want him to go to italy for some odd reason it just doesn't feel right but um eric asked me today he was like why is italy such a thing for him like it just doesn't seem like ronaldo would want to leave to juventus and i was telling him i did a lot of research and basically what i found out is that um, when he went there in the Champions League and scored the bicycle kick, he was praised by the Juventus fans. He, he like think about it for him to be praised as a player that doesn't even play for Juventus, that has to win your heart somewhere. You know, you get to see how great the fans are. And Ronaldo said it in an interview after the game. He was very uh, awed by the the applause that he was given, the respect. And obviously in Madrid, he's kind of tired of the whole tax evasion thing he's tired of the fans booing him when he doesn't have a good game or he's going on a a bad streak but a lot of people didn't know this but i mean i'm even, even going to update eric on this is that uh from what i heard from a lot of rumors is that you know how ronaldo wasn't having a great season in the beginning mm-hmm. he was told by his athletic directors and by the madrid president that they want him to take it slow in the beginning of the season because they don't want him to get hurt and they don't need him to because they want other stars to pick it up. So they wanted Ronaldo to play kind of a mediocre game. So they
1: wanted him to take a back seat. Yes,
0: and he okay. listened, and, and then he got criticized for it by the fans. Got criticized by his own people that told him to do so. And what did we see the second season? The second part of the season. We saw Ronaldo break out. So obviously he still has his skill. He does. He didn't like that whole uh, not getting the backup from Madrid. Like you know, when you talk about Messi, Messi always has the backup from Barcelona. When you talk about Ronaldo, it's just like wow, it's just Ronaldo. You don't really hear about Madrid backing him up as much as Barcelona back up Messi. So I guess he's just tired of that, and he's talking about a new challenge. And a lot of his uh, uh, a lot of people quoted he, he's looking for something new. So, which is why I guess he's ruling out the whole Manchester United reunion. He doesn't want to go back to Manchester. You know, he's conquered England once. Why does he have to prove it again, you know? He conquered he conquered La Liga, Spain with Madrid. He wants a new challenge. If he goes to Italy, honestly, it, it kind of goes back to like, wow, Ronaldo's conquered all these leagues and Messi's only conquered one. So maybe he's doing it for competition in his own eyes. But whatever reason he's doing it, uh, from what I hear, that it's supposed to be announced tomorrow if it's official. Really? Yeah, tomorrow. If Ronaldo had, all they're waiting for right now is Fiorentino Perez, which is the president of Real Madrid, to send over documentation signs saying that he's okay with the 100 million euros, that he's accepted because, you know, he owes it to Ronaldo. Right now his release clause is a billion euros. So no team is ever going to pay that. But he's respecting Ronaldo's wishes, as in, like, you know, you've done so much for my club, I'll let you go for 100 million euros. be definitely worth more than that, but I respect you as a person at least, and you brought my team so much glory and, you know, trophies. The least I can do is accept 100 million for your services and wherever you want to go. So it looks like this is all Ronaldo's choice. And... Honestly, I personally would love to see him go back to England, only because uh, I thought it was really cool when LeBron went back to the Cavs and won them a ring. You know, it brought it, it felt so good for those people and fans that felt betrayed at the time to for their you know their man to come back, win them something. So it doesn't look like they you know they they lost him for nothing. So. I mean, it's not too late. I mean, from what I also have been hearing from rumors, the agent was supposed to use this Juventus thing as a, as an incentive for a bidding war. But it looks as if Ronaldo's okay with it, so we might be seeing Ronaldo being uh, uh, in Italy tomorrow as a Juve player. So he right now he's in Greece, supposed to wait. He's on a stand. A, what is that Standby, waiting for a plane to go to Italy. If it's an end. So yeah, so it's yeah, like it's looking yeah. really uh-huh. serious right now. So yeah, I'm yeah, even yeah. shocked. I mean, a Clasico is not going to feel the same to me. It's definitely not. And you I know, Messi's arch rival. he's not happy. Exactly. Yeah. If you challenge, go for it. Exactly. So you know, I most respect to Ronaldo. I'm a Barcelona fan. A lot of people know that, but lately I respect the dude. The dude is a he's a monster. He's a legend. He worked for it. A lot of people do compare the stories that you know Messi's just born a talent, but Ronaldo worked his ass off for it you know that's also kind of the comparison with Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron James but I don't want to compare them too much because I do know Michael Jordan worked his ass off for it too you know I'm not saying he didn't but sometimes you're just born with the shot you know And, and Messi definitely you can see that with more magical touches that he does with the ball that Ronaldo wouldn't usually do but I mean we should just be grateful that we're seeing two legends in the making of soccer right now playing and you know they're at the last kind of chapter of their career most likely of this golden era so just appreciate what you got in front of you and if he does go to juventus it's gonna be crazy i mean juventus definitely definitely gonna win the league they always do um will they push in the champions like ronaldo absolutely that's (laughs) that's gonna that's gonna be an interesting thing to watch so yeah so that's a big topic it's that's not gonna end until tomorrow hopefully we get an answer. I'm excited just to wake up and see like if it's official or if he declined it or what's gonna happen. It's gonna be intense. But another thing, uh, bringing up another Juventus legend, Buffon officially signs for PSG. He's been uh, he's there in Paris. He's taking the pictures. So now it's legitimately official. Juventus legend, you know the, the dude is 39, 40 years old. So what is PSG really getting? They're getting a leader. Maybe a mentor for their goalkeeper. And honestly, I can still see him performing as a starter. So really? if they don't feel like using their goalie right now, I don't see why not to start you know Buffon. He's their goalie right now. Uh, it's a German goalkeeper, Trap, I believe, and someone else that's doing really good. Aurier, something like that. And uh, he's been performing. They've both performing well, but maybe just not good enough. And maybe Buffon can be that extra boost so we can oh, see that there in the right direction. exactly so like who, 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 who could i compare that to um kind of like uh exactly with, with the lakers rondo with lonzo you just need someone there to mentor and someone to just pick it up if if he just is not clicking so obviously a great choice is buffon uh buffon was planning to retire but he wanted to take one more step in his career and you know it's the right choice to me i think i'd love to see buffon around for another year uh, supposedly I think he signed a two-year though so he might be around for two years but like any contract he can choose to retire if you just feel like he's tired of it or it just can't his potty can't handle it anymore so interesting thing to see there um, supposedly Barcelona did something really weird today they announced the selling of paulinho that plays for Brazil and then deleted it no, I don't like that I, I don't know what that, that thing's all about Um Supposedly, he was supposed to get sold back to his old club in China, where he makes a lot of money. And by the way, anyone that plays in China, Eric, makes a lot of money. So they don't—they have a salary cap on their own citizen players that are from China, so they don't get paid that much, which is why they can play these European players so much more, and they—they they have the ability. But there's also um, an amount of players you can have in a team that's outside, that's not Chinese, which is why you don't see everyone going there yet. Okay so that that's a big issue and i don't know barcelona i don't know what you guys are doing i i do think you need to sell Paulinho, but the way this whole thing is running is just not working for it's me it's sketchy exactly i just I, I don't like it uh as a barcelona fan i definitely think they need a whole new board the, the whole board is messing up uh they're just looking to buy 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 and supposedly they just bought arthur too I don't know what's going on. It, they, look, they keep saying they need an Iniesta replacement, which I thought was going to be Coutinho as the replacement, but it looks like it's not going to be. Uh, I think they just need a whole restructure. They have to restructure that whole board and look at what they really need for the future. Obviously, if the Madrid are going through a breakup right now and if Ronaldo really does leave, we should take this advantage and do the breakup too. Not with Messi, obviously. Messi, I feel like, should always stay there and retire there. But with certain players that I feel like we just don't need anymore. Maybe a goodbye to uh, Piquet. A shout out and respect to Piquet. But it's just he's declining in form. It's seen in every year. You've seen him just not do good anymore. Uh, So a lot of issues there. And the Russian star, Golovin. uh, Rumored to go to Chelsea. And I like that rumor because Chelsea, also another team of mine. But I feel like they definitely need the most restructuring plan. They are getting a new coach, most likely. His name is Sari, ex-coach of Napoli. Okay. Um, he's a really good coach, but Chelsea have been through, like, I'm pretty sure they haven't kept a coach more than two years. So every Very two years, they, either every year or every two years, they're getting a new coach because the owner is just impatient. He believes the team that should win always, and I agree with him. But if you keep changing the coach, you're changing the system, and you're changing the way... They need certain players, and certain players are not going to mesh with it well, not sitting well with who you want. You know, it's just, it just brings a lot of chaos to the team. So, uh, honestly, and then Arsenal are looking to get Nzonzi from uh, France and Torreira from the Serie A, which had a great season, and I believe he's a Uruguayan, also had a good form in play. So, Arsenal definitely looking to become a better team. Like I was telling Eric, they're just a team that has been suffering a lot lately, and it looks with this new coach a lot of players are attracted to coming to the arsenal even when they're not competing for champions league soccer so it says something it kind of says something like the knicks we got a new coach they know that we're not promised to make anything into the playoffs but because you have a new face and a face that is liked in the organization players are willing to listen to you and players are willing to maybe not play a champions league soccer for one year because they have faith in that new coach or a faith in the organization taking a new look a little bit of change.
1: and they need to get rid of james Dolan. i'm sorry yeah they gotta, they james james Dolan team.
0: looking to sell the team by the way guys so finally that looks like some good news for the knicks uh, very good news i'm glad you guys listened to this uh obviously i love having eric here eric doesn't know much about soccer but he does watch it and he does play it
1: I'm learning as I go
0: yeah so always a good support to have it's my boy uh, thank you guys for watching sorry for making it last 40 minutes I'm trying to work on that but me and just Eric have a lot to talk about and hopefully you guys enjoy the the games tomorrow and let's see if we can have England Sweden Croatia or Russia make it through Whoever does, good luck to them and shout out to this World Cup because it has been insane. This shit is more than just a game. And check me out on all my social media pages. There will be links on my uh, website, www.soccervisionary.com. That's how literally you can get access to all my things that I'm connected to. And if any questions, you guys can just send me out through uh, Instagram, Soccer Visionary. It's usually my name for all of them besides my Facebook page, but I'm still trying to get fixed. Don't worry about that. And thank you for listening. Peace.